Welcome to Lesbians Who Write with Claire Lydon and T.B. Markinson. Conversations about writing and lesbian fiction. Join us as we draw back the curtain on the writer's life. Hello and welcome to episode 158 of Lesbians Who Write. This week's topic is trigger warnings. Joining me, Claire Lydon, is my co-host, the never-knowingly forewarned T.B. Markinson. Hello, T.B. How are you today? I'm trying to puzzle out what does that mean, actually. I'm good. I, I, I guess we should start out by saying happy Pride. It's June 1. We're recording on June 1, so happy Pride. Happy Pride, y'all. Yes, and speaking of Pride, since it is June 1, um, the iHeart Sapphic Pride Collection is officially launched today. So all eight books in the collection um, are live on Amazon. Um, paperbacks are uh, are still coming. Uh, it's Amazon's never very good at like approving things in a timely or orderly fashion for a long time. The books on the Pride page, even though we all labeled our books what number it was, but since it was different authors, Amazon has to create your series page, which they did create our series page. And then put them all in fucking random order. And I was like, really? One through eight was that hard. <laughs> like, it was like the most bizarre order. And I was just like, oh. So, but I think I think the orders right now in the paperbacks should be getting up there, you know, whenever Amazon decides to do their job, press that magic button. So is, but, it, is um, can I ask a question? Um, obviously, it would be better if they were in, um, not alphabetical, numerical order. But are they all connected or are they standalone stories? They're standalone stories. The connection is that they all deal with some part of pride. Pride right. features in one of the stories. Okay, but, but if, they're, they're standalones. If someone, say, happened to pick up book eight and then read book five, no harm, no foul. No harm, no foul. But we wanted it on, the, we put it in an order on the Amazon page because our covers create the rainbow. Oh, I didn't know that. Look at that. Look at you thinking, thinking so far ahead. I mean, so take... when they started off with like the wrong color of the rainbow, I was like, "Come on!" Like, a they couldn't do the numbers, and they don't know Roy G. Biv. Come on, we all, we all know it. Who doesn't know that? My God, Amazon in homophobic attack on TB's Pride collection. That's what. That's what I'd say. What do you think? I don't want to go there. They're probably listening to us right now. <laughs> but anyways, so yeah, so the launch is officially started. Um, our ads are going out. Many, many authors, including you, have offered to email newsletter subscribers. So it's going to be like one of those months where there's a lot of moving parts. And hopefully, hopefully, readers enjoy the books. And it's just a good time had by all. Yes. It's pride. Yes. Damn it. We should celebrate pride. Well, uh, can I just say as well, a big toot toot uh, for getting the uh, Pride Collection out. Because I know it's been a... It's been uh, something you've been working on uh, very hard for a long time, so well done. And also, um, yeah, people should go and get the uh, paperback so you can have a rainbow on your shelf. Yes, absolutely. Once the paperbacks are all there, <laughs> I mean, not, you know, maybe by the time this goes out, I think it is June the 6th, maybe, um, they might be there then. Fingers crossed it took them 19 days to count from 1 to 8. <laughs> okay, maybe they won't be. <laughs> All the joys of being an indie publisher, they're always fun. But in other news, I'm happy to report that Abby Creighton has finished recording Two of a Kind, and I'm super excited to see how that release goes, as 
you and I know, Abby has like a really strong fan base. Like sapphic listeners love Abby Craden. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. This is the first time we've worked with her, but from what I've heard, it's pretty fantastic. So that will be fun. So yes. I have that release going on. I have Good. the Pride Collection release going on. Yep. Oh, I heart sapphic news. May broke the uh, record for the most views in one month. It came down to the wire. I was kind of like refreshing my dashboard all day yesterday. And I was like, oh, I don't know if we're going to make it. I don't know if we're going to make it. But it beat the last record-breaking month, which which was just April. <laughs> was, wasn't I was, that long? I was going to say, it feels like it was recent. <laughs> it was. It was very recent. By the end of the first week in June, we'll have surpassed all of the views in 2021. So this is pretty pretty uh stellar year at iHeart Sapphic and um the newsletter blah, 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 blah. the newsletter subscribers are ticking up and overall it's just fantastic for the community and it's nice to see the excitement and the support that the website's getting so that's fantastic and in final news even though it's it's on my sheet as number three I apparently had two number threes because I am also good at numbers like Amazon but um, my next editing deadline isn't until August. I am so excited. Can you hear that sound? That's me crashing for the next few days and not coming out of my bedroom. <laughs> I'm just going to close. Maybe I should go get some blackout curtains. I'm just going to close. I'm go get some blackout curtains and go crash for a couple days. It has been a long few weeks on this end. I would say it's been a long uh, first five months for you because you've had editing deadline after ed- editing deadline. So I'm pleased to hear that you've given yourself uh, a little bit more leeway. Uh, so well done. And um, go lie down, have a rest, cold comp- yeah. cold compress, bottle of whiskey. That's just me. <laughs> I can't do whiskey. Whiskey's one of the ones I just can't do. Summer, I might like a nice, cool, like, chilled limoncello. Mm-hmm. Yes. That sounds summery. Yes, that does sound summery. Yeah, I, 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 I like the thought of whiskey, and I do drink it on occasion, but um, it gives me a bangy headache. But <laughs> but I suffer for my art TB because I, I, I love the whole I love the whole ethos of it, you know what I mean? I, I like who I am when I'm drinking it. I'm like, look at me, I'm so cool. Do you, like, have it with a cigar? No, I don't. I can't really have cigars. I'm not, I'm not really a smoker. But I thought you liked the smell of cigars. I love the smell. I love the smell. My wife did uh, smoke one in Jamaica, and we did smoke one at my niece's uh, UK wedding celebration as well. Well, I say we. I went out and looked at people smoking them. I, I always picture, like, a cigar with whiskey. And maybe that's why I just don't like because I hate the smell of cigars. So maybe I just can't separate the two. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's my news. How about you? Well, over here, um, it, it's been a very um, intense week uh, because I have been getting uh, my new book. It started with the kiss, ready to go for go to publication. Um, and uh, you know, I think I said on the last one because um, it's been so long uh, since I launched anything. I am remembering how to do things, but you know, there was just a couple of things that tripped me up, like just certain bits and I'm just like I don't really don't remember how to do this like for instance I'm getting it ready for direct sale from my website before I put it on into KU and Kindle Unlimited so I I needed to connect it uh, via Payhip which is the direct platform I use uh, via BookFunnel so that BookFunnel can connect it and could I remember 
how <laughs> how to do it no and I so I spent like half an hour reading all the help pages and I still didn't understand I was like oh I've done this a million times before how why don't I remember now Joanna Penn has a very handy video on it and I know exactly what minute to start it on oh. so every time because I pay it was a new thing I was doing this year with the um, London Bella series and everything she's my go-to source when I need like a step-by-step -step. so next time Ask me for the link. Well, no. Joanna Penn is like, she's super, and she has the delightful accent. Well, well, it's probably not a delightful accent to you. It's just normal. <laughs> for me, it's a delightful British accent. She she is great, and uh, she's a great resource for anybody um, doing independent publishing. Yes, I agree. Uh, but actually, uh, BookFunnel have got some great videos on their site, and they're very succinct. So I just had to go through it, but then I just couldn't work out one bit. I've actually had to email them because I just can't work out this one bit. But anyway... The book do is. They have British accents. No, <laughs> they don't. They have American accents, which I find charming, of course. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> the email they send to subscribers at the moment says, "You've got 13 days to download this book," and I'm just like, "I never wrote that in anything in any of the landing pages that I set up, so I don't know why." So I've had to ask them. It, it feels like that if if somebody buys my book, then you know they get this email. It's a little bit threatening, like this email will explode. <laughs> And then if they don't download it in time, you can resend it to them. Ah, okay. Look at this, live. You, you, you're telling me what happens live. <laughs> so that, that that's just normal. I think it's just normal oh. with the way they do it. Okay. So anyway, so I've been getting that uh, ready. Yeah, so the book will be available direct from my website, which is uh, uk, And just click on shop and it's going to be available until June the 10th before it goes then on to Kindle and Kindle Unlimited. And um, getting the um, the print cover sorted and the insides of the print and going through all the corrections a million times and all my art team sending all the corrections and you know I'm so grateful for them doing it but you know it's a lot isn't it doing it all juggling it all but it's nearly it's nearly there so I am excited to get this one out but the um, the end bit is always a little bit uh, draining similar to you as well though um, change your heart audiobook came out yesterday 31st of May so hooray because um, this has been a long time in the making because um, you know everybody I tried to get couldn't do it so but in the end I ended up with um, a narrator called Hayley Munro who's done a fantastic job mainly because she's Scottish and this book is set in the Scottish Highlands and so she's done a variety of Scottish accents and English accents she's really good at both of them so um, I'm really excited for people to uh, yeah to listen to this and this is one I did via Findaway Voices so I didn't even upload this to ACX myself I just went direct from Findaway Voices and let them do the whole thing so it'll be interesting to see um, how that how that goes but um, yeah I, I only just realized it was out about two hours ago so uh, yeah you're one of the first to know TB and you dear listener uh, are the second to know the other thing I've done this week is I've got my taxes in for the year that ended in March so that's a tick off the list well done me um, and uh, I, I had planned to read the Christmas book that I've got my next editing deadline is uh, mid-July uh, but I am actually going on holiday for two weeks in July so um, I've got to get it done by the end of June so I, I'm quite okay about that because um, it's, it's more or less done to a certain level but I decided I couldn't read it until this one is done which will be so I'll start in that one next week because I don't know about you but if I've got no I, I think you don't have this but it, I have worked on two stories at the same time before and I always there's always some sort of little snippet that I repeat in the story in both stories and I know that you shouldn't do that but 
it's just how my brain works so I want to get this one done and out of the way and then I'll turn my attention to the Christmas book otherwise I'm going to repeat something my schedule does not allow <laughs> that <laughs> I am always going full steam ahead and it's um yeah I have to like silo everything which is hard but that's what your art team's for <laughs> that's what you know they'd be like wait you got the character's name wrong yeah. oh fuck <laughs> But I do, I do have a habit of misspelling a character name in every single book. Every single one where I'm just like, oh, I decided to add two L's instead of just one mm-hmm. right here. Uh, in, in my new book, uh, the two characters, one of the main characters is called Sky uh, with an E on the end. So S-K-Y-E. And my editor just said that she kept writing Skype. <laughs> yeah. Which I can, you know, imagine that you would. So, uh, yeah. So there's that. So... Um, so it's been a, it's been a uh, productive week in that the book is nearly ready and the audio book is out, but it's been a stressful week. But um, to celebrate in in good news, TB, um, it's the Queen's Jubilee big bank holiday weekend this weekend. And uh, so by the time this comes out, it will be over. But we're off to a friend's uh, birthday barbecue party this weekend, which will be nice. It's meant to rain all Saturday and Sunday, but we're going tomorrow. So Thursday and Friday, not quite as bad. <laughs> Didn't it rain during her last jubilee? Oh, it absolutely chucked it down the whole time. I just remember it was just like constant raining. But I think her actual jubilee is Thursday, Friday, so it, it'll be nicer. And big news: Spurs got the fourth Champions League spot. Yay! I did see that. I how's how's the wife? <laughs> she's all right. I think she's over it now, but she wasn't very happy at the time. They got Europa League. Come on, chin up. Yeah, and then I there was a brief moment where I thought Liverpool was going to end at the top, but then uh, Man City like scored like three goals in like two minutes. So he did, yeah. yeah. That was a bit rough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so that was a, a great end to the season. That's about it, really. So what you got? Comments, comment monitor. Up first, we have Denise. Denise uh, emailed me because I had sent Denise an audio code for a London love story. And Denise wrote, I don't know if you realize it, but I am the pecan farmer tractor driving Denise. So I thought that was funny. She won one of my audio giveaways and she's the pecan farmer. Isn't that awesome? That is awesome. And I I also have a comment from Denise, the pecan farmer. (laughs) Am I saying pecan the British way or American way? I can't tell anymore. I don't know. Pecan. 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 That's how we say it here. Right. Okay. We say (laughs) pecan. You've been hanging out with me far too long. Um, yeah, so Denise says, I think we said that she could have a job at Lesbians Who Write. So she says, uh, toot toot, did she get a t-shirt and what are her responsibilities? She said she was quite surprised when she heard that episode and thank God she wasn't driving the tractor. It could have been messy. Could have been, Denise. You know, uh, if we ever design a t-shirt uh, for Lesbians Who Write, you, you, we will send you one, but it's unlikely. I was like, do we have t-shirts? I was really confused for a second. I was like, that seems like something I've dropped the ball on. Was I supposed to do that? Did you task me with that? <laughs> we talked about it at one point. I think it went the way of, you know, our Twitter account, that sort of thing. <laughs> well, the Twitter account, I just don't know what to do with that. Anywho, let's move on to uh, Bias to Coffee. <laughs> well, no, I've got one more. I've got one more comment. Oh, oh. I know, right? Look at me, comment crazy. Uh, This is from Jen. She says, "Um, I just wanted to say I recently found your podcast and I'm way behind, but I'm absolutely loving it. UNTB always make me laugh and it's quite informative for someone who's considering getting serious about her own writing. So thank you very much. Excellent. Welcome. And again, if you need episodes that are not available on your podcast host, they are on our website. All of the 
episodes are on our website. All right, so it, is it safe now to move to buy us a coffee? I think it's safe. All right, first up, we had uh, Teresa, who said, thanks so much for keeping me company and laughing whilst I drive. Whilst, is that how you say it? While I drive. <laughs> Sharing your love of writing books and supporting others on the way. I'm not a writer, but I'm addicted to reading. So, Teresa, thank you very much. And now I don't know how to say whilst <laughs> messing up every pronunciation. <laughs> I mean, I really enjoyed your uh, your pronunciation of whilst, but you know, whilst. Whilst. Go. I'm going to go with that from now on. Let's make it a trend. <laughs> Let's cover my blooper by just making it a trend. All right. So up next we had Nyland. Nyland says, enjoying the podcast as always, and I fully support scaling back on it to better balance the non-podcast parts of life. Best of luck with deadlines, releases, and relaxing. So thank you very much. And we probably should remind people that we are now dropping episodes every other Monday. So Nyland is on the ball. Yeah, well done. Well done, Nyland. <laughs> and uh, we also had uh, Kathy A., who bought us a coffee and said to both of you, TB and Claire, I love your books, your humor, and your collaborative natures. It's awesome to see you give back to your communities. I wish you continued success on your writing careers. Enjoy the coffee. So thank you very much for the support and the kind words. Yes, thank you. And if that's the same Kathy A, she's on my art team and um, picked up loads of things. So well done, Kathy. She, she, I'm always like, oh, has Kathy read it yet? Because yeah. I don't want to hit publish until I get my <laughs> <No>. email from Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kathy. You're essential to both of us. <laughs> yes. All right. That, that's, that's the end of the bias a coffee segment. I think I pretty much nailed it. I, 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 I think you did that seamlessly like a professional. Right, let's crash on to the topic at hand, which is uh, trigger or content warnings. Now, this was um, asked by Zoe, who wrote in, and she said she read a post about trigger warnings and content warnings, and she'd never heard of them before. And her question was, have you or TB ever needed to use them in your own works? So we thought we'd just extend that out and um, talk about trigger warnings and content warnings a little bit more. Um, so TB, anything to say? On trigger warnings or content warnings? Um, well, on my brand, there's like a few books of mine that deal with very heavy topics. Marionette comes to mind. Uh, that's about a young woman who has tried to take her own life. But the, I didn't put a trigger warning on it, but the blurb makes it very clear <laughs> that that's what she's dealing with. And then like I've had a, a, some angsty books that have dealt with things, but I try to make it very clear in the blurb that like you know you don't want to be like have like a or like a, a look a cute little puppy on the cover and then have like a really angsty book inside because people are gonna get uh confused but it, so on my writing front i haven't had to actually put a content warning or trigger warning what about you no uh, i think and i think generally because of the topics that we're writing about you know we're we're both romance writers um and so i i think that it's it's going to be pretty rare that a romance writer is going to need to use a trigger warning or a content warning in a book um that's not to say that they're never it, it might never happen uh but for me no i've never used one as they i write happy ever after generally my topics are not too dark um like not super dark you know i don't deal with stuff like abuse or torture or murder and that's never going to happen in one of my books um, so there isn't a great need to have trigger warnings in my fiction. But I have dealt with dark topics like, you know, death. But I, again, a bit like you, I, 
I don't think that needs it because I put it on the back cover. Um, like, you know, You're My Kind, It's I said it's the book that deals with love, cake and death. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> it, it came along with cake and love. So, you know, it's a bit, yeah. it, was, it was the soft side. I've never, ever really um, thought I would need to use one. And looking into the future, um, and I think unless I change genre, I don't really see that I would ever need to use one. Yeah, I can see that. On my other, with my other hat on, I've had to, uh, with I Heart Sat Fake, I've had to deal with a lot more trigger warnings and content warnings because um, the book, I mean the book, the website um, features all sapphic fiction. So that includes romance, but it also includes like thrillers and fantasy and dark fantasy and everything. And so when I started the website, I knew I was going to have to ask authors if there would be, a, if a trigger warning would be necessary. And one of the things I've learned since doing this is that um, it's not just readers who are confused about trigger warnings or unsure when to use them. Authors are as well. So it's, it's I kind of picture trigger warnings kind of like Marmite. It's very divisive. And um, a lot of uh, readers, some read, not a lot, some readers will email me and be like, why do you include trigger warnings on certain books? I don't want to know about it. And then other readers are like, why don't you have a trigger warning? I read this book and there wasn't a trigger warning. And so we're reliant upon the authors of supplying trigger warnings. Like we have on our website a a question that says, you know, is is a trigger warning necessary? And we we supply, like, does it have potentially distressing material such as rape, incest, graphic violence? We also have a warning on the website, like, we don't include books that uh, contain hate speech, promoting the abuse or sexual sexual exploitation of children, glorifying rape or pedophilia or gratuitous violence. So those are obviously, those are crystal clear, right? (laughs) Like, if your book has some of that stuff, you should definitely tag it. Yes, definitely. But there's some where it's kind of a harder one to tag. Like, I've had, like, um, some authors being like, well, there, there's, like, murders in it, but it's a serial killer book. And I'm like, well, yeah, we probably shouldn't include a trigger warning because if someone's reading a book on serial killers, I don't write the genre, but I, I've watched enough episodes of Criminal Minds to know that it does get a bit much because there's bodies. <laughs> so it's hard. And then, like, some authors I've really appreciated, like, I, I can't remember the author's name, and this is bad, but, like, uh, the book was a pirate book, and her trigger warning was, pirates are going to pirate, and I just thought that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll include that one, because that definitely shows the author's personality, right? Yes, you see, that, that you know, I'm not about to read a pirate book, it's not really my cup of tea, but that would make me intrigued, that would draw me yeah. to it, yeah. So it's hard. 
Yeah, um, I, I I was looking into this when I was thinking about it, and um, you know that there's some psychologists think some psychologists think it's a bad thing, think that trigger warnings are a bad thing because the world's an imperfect place, and sh and if you've been through, you know, we all understand the reasonings uh, behind it that you don't want to cause trauma to, to readers who've experienced trauma in their life already, but if you've been through that, and then shielding yourself from situations in fiction means you'll never confront it and you'll never progress in your journey from it. That's what some psychologists have said. Um, now I can I can kind of see what they're saying, but I actually think that give the person the choice, right? If it's, yes. <laughs> if it's very dark and if it's really gonna be triggering and traumatic, give the person the choice and then they can decide, right? Because maybe it might be better to, to confront it in fiction, you know, rather than seeing um, something that's ha actually happened in the real world be it on the news or whatever i don't know but give the person the choice so i think if if it really warrants a trigger warning and i can't see uh, again I, as i said anything that i would ever write would it just made me think of the movie seven do you remember the movie seven from oh, back in yes. the day have you seen yes. it yeah so i don't know why i went to see this movie right because i am a romantic comedy kind of gal right <laughs> I, I i i like reading romantic comedies i like watching them and i don't like watching violent movies where people are tortured and raped and murdered and that's what happens in seven uh, like from the very first minute to the very last and i sat through it like i think i was in my 20s right and i sat through it and I, if i'd have been wiser older and wiser i'd have walked out but I didn't. And that movie, even when someone says about it, it triggers me like it, like I'm still traumatized from that one movie. But again, it's kind of like what you're saying. Well, you're going to see the movie seven. Wouldn't you have, you wouldn't you have done a bit of research? <laughs> but you know, the internet wasn't probably was around, but only just So it's like there wasn't as much stuff about it. I think some a couple of people had just said to me, oh, it's really good. So I went to see it. Honestly, I couldn't sleep with the light off for about three weeks and still to this day I'm traumatised by it. So from that perspective, if there'd have been someone at the door going, this this movie contains all these three things, I would have turned around and walked away. But in this day and age, we were living in a very different time and there's a lot of, you know, stuff about what a book contains. Like, I, I'm sure if you, as well, like you say, if you just include it in the blurb, but also if you read the reviews, people are going to talk about what's in it, right? Yeah, yeah, a, a lot of the reviewers will tag stuff like that. But going back to the, the group of psychologists mm. that you read about, um, mm. were they from the University of Suck It Up, Buttercup? <laughs> <laughs> because that seems, like, really cruel. Like, oh, you can't just shield yourself. Like, I'm sorry. There's, like, this certain things I don't want to, like, read about. There's certain things I don't want to watch. I don't feel like I'm being a wuss. I just prefer to spend my enjoyment hours yeah. not being tortured. Well, yes. <laughs> and like I say, it's nice to have the choice, isn't it? Um, yeah, there was quite a lot of this, you know, though. I was quite surprised. There was quite a lot of articles on the Googles when I put it in. Um, yeah, so I was like, hmm, that's an interesting I'm train of thought. I'm going to respectfully disagree. Hmm. <laughs> okay, I know the world's a tough place. I know it's a violent place. And I know a lot of us have a lot of experience on different stuff. But like... If I'm, like, sitting down and I'm on the mood to, like, read, like, a nice, cozy story and all of a sudden, like, that happens, I, I would be upset. <laughs> yes. And, uh, you know, as well, if it, if that happened to me, um, you know, I'd probably just put the book down or stop the movie, you know, whatever it is. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, I guess you always have the choice to do that as well, but it's nice to know what you're getting into. And I suppose it all comes down as well to to 
us writers being responsible, isn't it? And you know, sticking to the genre. So if we're writing romance, don't go down the um, path of explicit violence. No, it's not your promise to the reader. You've got to fulfil your promise to the reader. Um, and you know, if I came across um, a book like that that didn't um, fulfil their promise to the reader, I wouldn't read them again. So you're shooting yourself yeah. in the foot as well if you're a writer. Yeah, you you really don't want to. Like if you're, I mean, if you're writing romantic suspense, different. Yeah. Or um, if you're writing a dark fantasy romance, different. I mean, like there's certain genres that obviously readers are kind of expecting it. Like I've had some fantasy authors who have been like, I'm confused by their trigger warning because I write fantasy. I'm like, yeah, most readers are gonna expect like you know, battles <clears throat> and everything because it's it is fantasy, but um. Yeah, I'm just really confused by these psychi- psychologists that are recommending this because I know, like, even because I was the type who I enjoyed the movie Seven. I thought it was a good movie. It's the type of movie I used to really enjoy, but over the past two or three years with the pandemic and all the gun violence and everything, like, I have gone so far away from violence that I just don't want to watch it anymore. Like, if a TV show, if I get into a series and all of a sudden there's like sexual violence I'm out stuff like that there's just some things I can't handle right now because I'm already delicate I think a lot of us are pretty delicate right now you know (laughs) I I had that this week with this is us I don't know you you, it's probably not up your alley this is us but it's actually I started it I started in UK and then I haven't picked it up but um I I want to watch it again but is it it, should I not? <laughs> not well, right now. I mean, it's the it's on the opposite spectrum of trigger warnings because you know, like, there's no violence, or, <laughs> there's no violence or torture or anything like that or murder, but it's so emotional and presses so many buttons that if you're feeling a little bit emotionally vulnerable, <laughs> which I think I was this week, sometimes it, it it's just too much, and I was just overwhelmed okay. with feelings and emotions. So, so yeah, so I wouldn't say this is us needs a trigger warning, but <laughs> but you know, I think any everybody who watches it knows that it's um it's full on all the feels and all the emotions so i'm four episodes off finishing the entire thing but i've had to take a break because i think we watched four episodes in one night and then the next day we were just like i don't think i can do it another this is us and my wife was like no i don't think so either yeah but at least they market it that way because i think it's marketed as a drama and the whole premise the whole premise of the story is like sadness yeah yeah Like, oh no, did they introduce like some really graphic violence? No, no, no. Good. No, no, okay. no. They did not go, but they did not renege on their promise. They just doubled down on their promise, and then that was too much for me. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why, like, what was it, 2020, where um, my writing stopped being angsty. <laughs> I was just like, I started writing more, like, of the the setups and the dates and the proposals because I just needed to surround myself with happiness. And that's the choice I've been making. <laughs> yes. So, again, if you're going to write certain types of stories, just make sure you don't trick the reader. Yes, and just put everything uh, in the blurb, like, you know... Um, well, not everything. Well, not everything. Not everything. No, <laughs> but be upfront, I suppose. Uh, or, and if you do think that there's a need for a trigger warning, put one in. I don't think that they, I don't think they do any harm. If you, if you really feel like you need to have one, put one in. But you know, for me, uh, if I ever use a trigger warning, it might it might say on the front warning possibility of punny jokes and hot kisses inside or something like that. What what kind of jokes? Punny. Punny. I did not get that. Sorry. Punny. <laughs> now I get it. Yeah. 
I'm doing really well today. Yeah. <laughs> the words, the words, I'm seeing them well and I'm hearing them just right. All right, so we hope that that has answered your question. It was quite interesting actually thinking about that because, um, oh, I should say as well, I did have, have you ever come across one in a book? A trigger warning? Mm. Yes, but I read dark stuff. Oh, okay. Well, well I, I used to. <laughs> I've come across one in a book um, and that was, I read Jay's Perfect Rhythm which is about an ace character. Uh, and the trigger warning was in a chapter where she has sex with her new girlfriend, which was, which was, which I wasn't expecting. Cause you know, I thought, well, she's ace, so she's not going to be having the sex. She might have a, a bit of a kiss and a cuddle. Um, but it made me smile. Cause you know, I, I like a, I like a romance with sex on the page. Um, but I wasn't expecting there to be sex on the page in this book. And then there was a, a trigger warning saying there's going to be sex on the page. And I was like, yes, bring it on. <laughs> Let me fill up my tea. <laughs> <laughs> Settling into this bad boy right now. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, yeah, so that was that's it. Any book I've ever because I read that book because uh, I wanted to see how Jay dealt with the whole ace uh, situation because I've never read a book with a with an uh, ace character as the lead. Uh, I'm trying to think of I I have not read that book. I've read a book with um demisexual characters which they're on this ace spectrum but hmm. it's a bit different but um oh gosh I, I don't know if I had read I really should uh pick up a few and yeah. fill up yeah <laughs> yeah there's a hole in my reading <laughs> okay well you know if you've um let us know what you think uh have you read a book with a trigger warning did you think it was warranted uh would you have appreciated um some trigger or content warnings in any books you've read um let us know what you think uh ways to get in contact on the website do comment uh lesbianswhowrite.com via email lesbianswhowrite at gmail.com you can facebook us you can twitter us at lesbianswhowrite and you can instagram me at clairefic so join us next time uh, when we will be discussing what's your relationship with money. Da da da. Well, now I'm just picturing like someone naked with money. Yeah, so am I. Weird. In the bath, but I was picturing <laughs> in the... someone in the bath, but no water in it, just like in a bath of money. And it's always dollars with me as well. Why is that? I guess because American cause, dollars. Yeah, because I guess because we don't have pounds anymore. So, but they're never in like a bath of ten pound notes. They're always in a bath of one dollar notes. That'd be a lot of £10 notes. Yeah, I'd prefer £10 notes to $1 notes, but there you go. That's my relationship with money. All right, thanks for coming. <laughs> All right, so um, thank you so much for being here. Uh, we've loved having you. See you next time for more crazy chat. Until then, take care, keep writing. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Lesbians Who Write. Follow us on Twitter at Les Who Write or show us some love on our website by leaving us a comment or buying us a coffee. And sign up to our newsletter while you're there to never miss another episode. Head over to lesbianswhowrite.com. Also, if you could take a moment to leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast, it would help more listeners to discover us. Thanks so much and see you next time.